0: الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا, نعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا وشفيعنا ومولانا محمداً عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليماً كثيراً كثيراً أما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى رب هب لي حكما وألحقني بالصالحين واجعل لي لسان صدق في الآخرين واجعلني من ورثة جنة النعيم وَغَفِلَ لِي إِنَّهُ كَانَ مِنَ الضَّالِّينَ وَلا تُخْزِنِي يَوْمَ يُبْعَثُونَ يَوْمَ لا يَنفَعُ أَمْوَالُهُمْ وَلا اللهَ بِقَلْبٍ صدق الله العظيم respected brothers and elders <clears throat> this is a dua that Hazrat Islam had made. Allah, grant me wisdom and join me up with the righteous. When you make dua for wisdom, you are also asking for knowledge. Because hikmat and wisdom means that you do the right thing in the right way at the right time. And to be able to do the right thing in the right way, in the right time, you need to have the knowledge. If you don't have the knowledge, can you be able to do the right thing at the right time at the right situation? Is it possible? So, indirectly you are asking for knowledge, then the knowledge to be applied rightly. Sometimes you may have the knowledge, but you may not have the understanding how to apply. And sometimes you may have the knowledge And you may have the understanding how to apply, but you're not applying it. So, wisdom will entail all three. Knowledge, right understanding, right application, right time. So what a comprehensive dua. Grant me wisdom and join me up with the righteous. Ambiyali Ali Muslim's words were perfect. You can't think of a level of perfection above the Ambiya Ali Mussalam. So that's the per- most perfect thing to emulate, most perfect example to follow. It's Ali So he makes dua that join me up, link me up with the righteous, <coughs> teaching us humility that as though. I'm saying, to, I'm saying that I'm not pious, but Ullad Allah, join me up, link me up. And the other way is, Ullad count me as a pious person. And here is link me up. So I'm not pious, but through your grace and through your favor, link me up to the righteous. Now this is Ibrahim Alayhi salam, and he is the Abul Al-Anbiya, the father of Alayhi salam, can... Can you understand the magnitude of his dua? The second dua that he is making, and Allah, tala, let me be re- remembered well in the generations to come. Let me be remembered well in the generations to come. So someone may think that this is boastfulness, this is pride and arrogance. So this doesn't amount to pride and arrogance. Imam Ghazali sahab Ali says that when you are asking to be remembered well in the generations to come, what you are asking, you are asking Allah ta'ala that grant me good ways. When my ways will be good, then people will talk about it. When they will talk about it, then they will follow it. And when they will follow, then I will read the Sawab So, really, when you're asking for a good name in the generation to come, you're asking for your sawabs to continue. And therefore, he says that this is permissible, provided these three conditions are maintained. One is, when you ask for a good name in the generation to come, then the intention is not to boast and impress upon others. One is... uh, I begin to boast. See me, and see my level, and see that person's level. So whether I am discussing it with others, or whether mentally I am playing that in my mind—that I am better than that person here because of this, this, this reason—and that person is not at my level. So you are not boasting. That the first con- first condition. The second condition is that, provided you don't despise the next person. You want a good name, but in the process, you're not despising someone. You're not thinking low of the next person. And the third condition that covers the whole thing is provided as well that there is no compromise. In earning a good name, sometimes I want to compromise. So that everybody's all right. Everybody's good. But what's my intention? Intention is to have a good name, a name above others. So, in the process of looking for a good name, we don't compromise any aspect of Deen. Now, we are sitting here and we are discussing well in an atmosphere of peace, of muhabbat and understanding. Now, say for example, someone comes and videos. So, now we don't want to have a bad name. So, to avoid a bad name, we don't tell the person anything. So, now that's not right. Why? Because we are compromising. So to earn the good name, you're compromising on a principle of deen. So that's not right. So provided these three conditions are maintained, to ask for this is not a sin. <laughs> the Fadwa, Allah also make me from the ears of Jannah. Now and Nabi, when he's asking and he's pleading, really it's a lesson for us. They already confirmed they are the most innocent creation of Allah, are absolutely sinless. But then they are begging and pleading for Jannat. That's a lesson for us. It's something for us to think about. In our du'as, we don't forget our parents, our elders. It's not that we are self-centered. We're not selfish and self-centered. The ones that we got good from, whether it was material, whether it was deen, whether it was physical, whichever good we have got from any person, then we conclude them in our dua. For Allah Abaq likes this, that you got something good from someone, then show the appreciation. Sometimes in kind, and if you can't do it in kind, then in duas, but show the appreciation in some way or the other. Wala تُخْزِنِي يَوْبَ يَوْبَ And then he says, oh Allah, don't disgrace me. On the day of Qiyamah, see how great he is, see how great he is, but see the dua that it's making. Really it's a lesson, it's touching, very touching. Don't disgrace me, Allah Taala, on the day of Qiyamah. Because we think, uh, reading Namaz and all that, so what wrong have I done? That's the response, that's the reaction, what, have I, what wrong have I done to be disgraced? Well, we don't realize that sometimes there's something very discreet in our intentions Something with the eye, something with the ears, something with the tongue, something with the heart. We don't realize and we have the the, the 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 courage to say what wrong have I done? So that's not the attitude that a Muslim will show. The day children and wealth will be of no avail. We all have that love the crave for two things for what one is wealth and number two is for a little bit of recognition and publicity it 's come over the radio, people talk about me publicity or give me long long titles right so that 's a crave that everybody man every man has but these two things that we run after really it's of no avail as the man touches the grave, then no the children of any avail nor the name; name is also of no avail, and the wealth is also of not, no of no avail whatsoever. So then, what is of essence on the day of Qiyamah, or as we uh, transcend into the next realm, we move on to the next realm. So what is of any avail? So the thing that is of any avail, of any benefit, atallaha bi qalbin salim. Person that comes to Allah Taala. With a sound heart, Salim, opposite of Mariz, also one of the explanations is opposite of Mariz. In other words, he's coming to Allah with a healthy heart, not a sick heart. Uh, disbeliever fi qulubihim maradun. Disbeliever, his heart is sick. Fi maradun. There is a disease in the heart, and the disease is of kufr, of disbelief, of wrong, right. So the Muslim's heart is absolutely healthy and good. So the thing that is of avail on the day of Qiyamah is that clean heart, that healthy heart, not the sick heart. Now, what makes the heart sick? Because that's the criteria Allah is showing, that if anything weighs, has any value on the day of Qiyamah, then it is that healthy heart. So if the heart is healthy, your wealth also be, will be of benefit on the day of Qiyamah. Your children also will be of benefit to you on the day of Qiyamah. But the criteria is that the heart must be good. qalbin So if the heart is not good, then you will have problems. So, therefore, the Qur'an emphasizes, qalbin salim. Without this good heart, then all what you have done is of no avail. So rectify, correct the heart, improve the heart. You got that right, and everything is working for you. Then that children also will be of benefit to you. waladun salihun Like the hadith says, the pious child that will make dua for his father after he died. A pious child that you left behind. That means you took the effort and you took the pain to direct the child. Uh, your work was not just to make a child for the fun of it, for the entertainment of it For the uh, Amusement of the eyes No, it wasn't for that It was to give the child a direction It was to give the child Some direction in life That he may reach Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala So if that was the whole concern Then throughout your life you work towards it Now that child is of Benefit to you Similarly that wealth that was Earned for the pleasure of Allah I will use it in the ways, in the avenues that Allah ta'ala will be pleased. So I'll earn it in the right way and I will spend it in the right way. Now that same wealth is of benefit to the person in this life and in the coming life. So now the criteria that Allah ta'ala speaks about here is illa bi qalbin salim. A sound heart, a healthy heart. So now the question is now what makes the heart healthy? We talk so much that right? but now what is the essence? A good heart, a sound heart, a healthy heart. When we talk to people, you know, my heart is clean. My heart is clean. Very quickly you can just come jump to a conclusion and you can make the decision for yourself, my heart is clean. But is your heart really clean? You no, know, my heart is very healthy, very good. Why did you go and see Dr. Vanka? Did you see Dr. Farooq Hassan? If the doctor that's an expert in this thing here, he says your heart is good, alright, you got something to talk about. But on your own, can you make a decision? Can you make a judgment? You can't. You know what it is all about. What's the arteries like and, and what it's supposed to be like, etc., etc. That's not your business. Someone knows about it. So the same here, that, that heart, for that heart to be healthy, what's the requirement? <clears throat> now when the heart is not right, what happens? First let me will come to this. When the heart is not right, then what happens? The thing that happens is... <clears throat> the taste is lost. The taste is lost. Now, the taste... What do you mean by taste? Because when we talk of taste, we talk of something that is tangible. Something that's got a flavor, right? That's what we talk about taste. Something that doesn't have a taste, we're not talking about that. This wall got no taste, right? You, You lick that thing, no taste. But something that's got a taste. So Allah is talking about something that you need to get the taste, right? You don't have the taste. Now, what is meant by getting the taste, right? Now, let's explain this in a little bit of detail, right? Now, in all this virus stories and all that, right? Whether it's right or not right, who died and who didn't die, whether it's true or not true, we're not getting to that controversial subject. Someone is dying or not dying. Someone is living or dying, or, dying or dying of that vaccine. Allah knows. So we're not getting to that story. Right? Whether someone got paralyzed, someone became blind, whatever. But that's not our subject today. Our subject is now, what is this taste all about? And how do you go about acquiring the taste? Now, we may have heard someone has got a flu or they got a virus, whatever. Then he's lost the taste. When he's lost the taste, and it's about 10 days past, 12 days, then he's getting worried, the household is getting worried. Hey, I don't have the taste. 12 days past, man. I don't get the taste. Eating, drinking coffee, tea and all that colding, no taste. Is the, is it a matter of concern or not? Then you're know, take him to a specialist. If he is dragging for, say, two months, then you're going know, to go to a specialist, a you know, doctor, do something to this person, man. No taste. So that becomes such an important subject... I don't have the taste. Does it or not? Does it happen or not? Happens to everybody. Now, here, it is a fact that many of us have lost the taste. For what? Like the hadith saying, zaqa ta'am al-iman. Man has tasted the taste of iman. He's got the taste of iman, got the flavor of iman. So, this taste is not just a spiritual thing, it's a physical thing. Not just a spiritual thing, it's a physical thing. Shavu says, you will taste the flavor of Iman. So now, when we lost the taste, the sensation, we had a lot of figure, concern, ran here, that one, this one here, go for a test, I must do something to recover the taste. But now the question is, we lost the taste for the obedience of Allah Ta'ala, do we have the concern? For the physical taste, when we lost it, there was so much of hype, so much of worry, uh, fikir, etc. But this taste of iman, taste of righteousness, taste of virtue, then many of us don't have it. When we, we don't have it, then do we have the concern? All right. Now when we lose the taste, what happens? When we lose the taste, then that namaz is just a routine. Uh, that zikr is just a routine. The Quran Shari recitation is just a routine. And when we acquire the taste, then we don't want to leave it. Then anything can happen. We're so consumed in the taste. Pak Paksas asked two Sahaba go look after that post. So one says, I'll look after, the other one says, I'll rest. Now the one that is looking after, he said, let me, rather than spending my night uselessly, let me get into Ibadat. He started his namaz. And he started his namaz, One enemy released an arrow. He continued with his namaz. First arrow, second arrow. And by the third arrow, that person that was sleeping, he got up and saw a whole pool of blood and all that. Why did you get me up? He said, I was reciting it. I was enjoying it so much that I was just oblivious of everything. I was not concerned about the arrows. But I got the taste of that namaz taste of the Quran recitation then everything else was irrelevant. See, that's the taste. When you got the taste and everything else is irrelevant. Like Allah make us laugh, right? A lot of children you hear about. And adults as well. They're looking at a porn, right? And they're so consumed in that that they're oblivious of the environment. Does it happen or not? Have you heard of it or not, right? Sometimes they're so and consume with that, the enjoyment, they get so much of enjoyment that one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, it is carrying on looking or listening to it. But they so consume. Now the same, this child or this person has got the taste for that. He's acquired the taste for that. And this person who's got the Sahabi, he's acquired the taste for the Quran, for namaz, for righteousness, for virtue. Do you see the diversity? You got the taste, he's got a taste as well, he's got a taste. See his taste where he took him, and see this taste, when it went corrupt, what it did to the person. So this taste, you see, that's what we're talking about, the taste, acquire, recover the taste. There was one saintly person, and we're talking of taste, you know, the enjoyment that you get. In the obedience of Allah, Taala. the discomfort in the disobedience of Allah, Taala. that's lost. I won't say in all, but many people have lost it, right? So this Buzurg is going for Hajj. Shaqalander Sab Rahmatullahi is a sheikh, he's a, one of the Ustads of the sheikh of Haji Imdadul Lasaab Rahmatullahi, muhajir Makkhi. So he's way on he's on his way to Hajj, and he's got that level of taste that he would see Rasulullah Rasule Paksharasan every day of his life every day of his life and he would see Rasulullah Sallallahu no doubt about it, no two ways now en route to Medina Munawara so there was a camel driver, a youngster so this Kalandar Shah he got upset with the camel driver for whatever reason and gave one shot he had to do this and what he used to be enjoying, lost now he's trying, making dua, istighfar, tawbah jisneh the person that didn't taste it, what does he understand what he lost? The one that tasted it and lost it, he knows what he lost. But the one that didn't taste it at all, what he, what he knows? He doesn't know anything. He does know phone, music, listening, listening or looking at something. That's the pleasure that he gets. He doesn't know what's the pleasure in this. Does he have the pleasure? No pleasure. Because he doesn't relate to the taste. For him it's like, you know, uh, namaz or something, it's like licking that wall. Any taste you'll get. No enjoyment. Absolutely no enjoyment. Right. And this person actually finds a pleasure, a satisfaction, a fulfillment he finds. So when he finds that fulfillment, and if that thing is lost, then he will go helter-skelter. He wants to recover that. Right. A simple illustration, simple example. You've got a very beautiful relationship with the wife. Extremely beautiful, you know. Lovey-dovey and all the, whatever, whatever is happening, right? But extremely good relationship. But just for one day only, one day, she's turned her face around and she's not talking to you. Is that manageable? Is that manageable? And there's so, such a great affection, mohabbat, and you got so much of affection for each other. And one day, she just, she left the food on the table, had your meals, and she is not talking, not showing your face. Sleeping time came, she turned the other way around, not even talking to you, not showing your face, absolutely nothing. I asked you, is that manageable? You acquired the taste. When you acquired the taste, one day of her turning away, around, you couldn't, you couldn't endure. Now, Allah ta'ala has turned away from you for some reason. Can you endure that? We are doing that wrong, and we don't think anything about it, we don't bat an eye. Why we don't bat an eye? Because we don't have the taste. So when we don't have the taste, we're just going through the motions, just going through the routine. So we can't understand that do we have the taste or have we lost the taste? Now this person, he had the taste. He's seeing rasool al-Paksim day. When he's seeing rasool al-Paksim day and he's missed this thing, here. now he understands what he's missing. So he's crying, going to this person, going to that person, Asking Allah, give me some sadqa, but nothing is working. Everything is just failing. In the meanwhile, someone told him, you know, go by the roza Mubarak, there's a black woman there. And she won't have very good clothing. She's covered herself well, but not, not any no fancy clothing she's got. Just go and tell her. That's all. So as he approached her, he didn't even relate the problem. And this black woman... Told him, Shuf Adhan Nabiya Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Look, see, look at Rasulullah Sallallahu She showed Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to him in life You understand? Now this woman, we don't think much of her because of the race or because of the color But can you understand how great she must have been? She was, she's so great That she's not only seeing Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi but she's got that ability to show you Rasulullah s.a.w. So you can imagine? So we don't discriminate because of color, etc. But Allah, that doesn't mean anything. Beyond the skin, you all the same. Look in the grave, all the same. Just for this temporary, transitory life, we attach so much of importance, race, color, etc., etc. But beyond the life, beyond the scope of this life here, absolutely, it doesn't mean it to Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we're coming to this, this stage and how the taste is lost, and how the taste is acquired. One is, you you lost the taste, and now one is, you acquire the taste. How it's lost, and how it's acquired. Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam would perform tahajjud namaz, and the tahajjud namaz used to be so lengthy, that yatawarram, the feet used to swell up. He's crying profusely. As Aisha is asking, Ya Rasulallah, but Allah, Allah forgive all your ma min dhambika wa ma taakhir. all your sins, all are wiped out. So why do you cry so much? He says then, Fala akunu abdan shakura. Mustn't I be a thankful servant? If, if it is that Allah has given me a clean slate, alright, and I understand that, but what does that require? That I need to show even more gratitude and more appreciation to the, to, to the rest of people. The love of given me a clean slate, how thankful, how appreciative. So the whole night, he's just crying away one way, the beard is wet. Uh, the whole night, Sazda is crying, sitting up crying. Now that is for the person who's got the taste. He's got the taste and the, the whole world doesn't mean anything to him. So now when the taste goes off, now what happens? We're talking about taste, what happens? With the taste is going off, the understanding goes off. You can't reason. Your understanding also goes off. <clears throat> and therefore you'll have so many differences of opinion. He's saying this, he's saying something else, someone, something else. So many differences of opinion. And everybody will uh, will will express and impress that what I am saying is right. In some way, else he'll try and justify. And, and it'll be difficult for you To disprove him. He'll impress in such a way that it's going to be difficult for you to to disprove the person. Let me just show you an example, right? One child, in India the systems are different, right? When you're in a madrasa then there isn't a mess that you sit in. Rather you bring your tiffin or your pot and they'll fill you up, do roti or do boti. Right? Two pieces of roti they give you, two nuns, and uh, some meat and gravy they give you. That's your meal, that's your ration. So <clears throat> this is the meal for the day. So every student is given this meal. Now, the student takes the meal. And there is a young ustad. So if one is an old ustad, and people normally show respect. But the ustad, the teacher that is coming in now, first year of teaching, second year of teaching, then the children normally take a little bit of advantage. Right? The other for food is that we cover the food. We don't take it open, right? Like you're eating a donut or something like that, you don't eat it in the open. Why? Because perhaps the next person can't afford it. And when he sees it, then he also craves for it. And then he finds the, the uneasiness that I can't afford this, therefore I can't enjoy this today. So therefore, if you can't share it with him, then don't eat it before him. So you don't inconvenience the person. Imam Ghazali al shows this adab, that you bring some fruit to him, right? So the right thing is share it with your neighbor and the people that are around. But for some reason you can't share it, then conceal it. Because you know you're going to keep it in the open, he's going to get to see that fruit, he can't afford it, he'll feel some type of discomfort within his mind. So don't do it. I don't know about this place here, but in Spingo, you know, because we are near the beach, so we get winds coming, right? So I tell the people, by making a brah, enjoy it, but please, two things, don't do it after Isha, because the brah will end up at one o'clock in the morning, Fajr Namas will be comprom- compromised. So do it before Isha, it's all right. And the second thing, please do it a little bit in an enclosed area. Because there will be a lot of poor poor people that will be walking around, and they get the smell of that meat or the steak, etc. I ask you, won't they crave for it? Won't they they feel for it? They'll also feel for it. You don't have the heart to shave everybody. So do it a little bit in a concealed area. That person will not crave for it. You don't cause any discomfort to him. So anyway, the other for food is that you conceal the food, and then you take it home. You don't take it open. So this young student is taking the rotis, but open, and that the gravy, is going to his room to enjoy the meal. So the new star that comes in, the new star that is teaching him by adab ke This is not in keeping with adab. See, the adab we, we may consider it as a small thing. What's that? What's adab? You don't realize now. You see, this Shah Kalandar, he lost that for a little bit of baad he lost it. A man that. What we identify with is money, right? Someone's bur- shop got burnt or looted. Hey, what a, what a loss he incurred. Hey, what a loss. You know? But he lost something spiritual. All right, you can cover it up. Allah is Gafur Rahim. That's the attitude, right? So the importance that is for namaz, we will not show it. Jamaat, we will not show it. Yes, some material loss. We'll talk about it. Make ta'wis, cry, talk, plead to Allah, plead to people, creditors, debtors, etc. So we will feel very agitated. We got the taste for that money. This we haven't got the taste. So therefore we show an indifferent attitude. Now the, the need is to, show, uh, to, to create the taste again. So this young ustad, he's correcting the student by this is not in keeping with adab. Close the thing and then take it home. So now the young, that young student, he is reprimanding the ustad, what he says, you nahi, uh, dusri ki rotiyon ko hai, but No shame, you look at other girls' food, you pee me out. Now, do you see, he's got a reason also, what he's saying, he's got some grounds for that. Well, the teacher is saying also he's got some grounds. But now, if everybody thinks that I'm an expert, and nobody can correct me, i ask you, will there be any room for correction? There'll be no room for correction. So that's why you get these differences of opinion. And when there is a qalb salim, when the heart is is sound, the heart is pure, the heart is healthy, then you can make out the mistakes straight away. Then you won't make stories. We make the stories because the heart is not healthy. We feel that the heart is healthy because physically we are healthy. But that spiritual rot and the spiritual sickness can't be detected so we don't feel that we got an unhealthy heart. Now those that had that healthy heart, they understand it straight away. Hazrat Khalid ibn Walid So, he's in battle, he's locked up in battle, and there is a delay in him just marching over the opposition. So when there's a delay in marching over the opposition, so he says, Yeah. To Meri ke This is my home. The reason for the delay in the victory is because of my weakness. This is because what happened? When we are locked in battle here, when we saw, the, I saw the army, said so what is this people? You know, uh, armies more than this, greater than this, more formidable armies than this one here. We just mowed them down. So what is this? That's all came out from his tongue. What is this? Because more stronger, more powerful, more mighty armies, we just mowed them down. So what is this? We will, two twos will finish them up. Now one month passed, and they're not saying hello. So he says, it was my mistake. I made the statement. And then he says, وَالْبَلَاءُ bil mantik. See this musivat. calamities come as a result of the misuse of the tongue. Just that. Now you may still think now what was the Musuza tongue? When he said that, what is the wrong? That's what we think. That what was the wrong in that? The wrong in that was in the first battle, the sight and the nazar was on Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala makes, <speaking> makes it happen. The sight was focused on Allah, 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 that he makes it happen. Now in the second encounter, the sight was not on Allah Ta'ala, the sight was on my expertise, my acumen, how good I am. So it moved away from Allah ta'ala to yourself. But the Hadith says, La liqa al adu. Don't aspire to encounter the army. Don't aspire. Don't aspire for an encounter. Now what is the reason why the Hadith says that La liqa al adu. Don't aspire. Don't look forward to an encounter. When we're hearing about Afghanistan and jihad and all that, and everybody aspired, hey, let's go in, see what's going on there, we'll have a chance also, maybe we'll become or something. But the hadith is saying, what the hadith is saying? do Don't aspire for that. Now what's the reason? So the commentators, they give two reasons. That you don't aspire for this for two reasons. One reason is, that if you're going to aspire, as though you're saying, I'll take them on your nazar, your sight has fallen on yourself. Whereas a Muslim wins because of his trust and confidence in Allah not in himself. See, the whole world is saying now self-esteem, you must be confident of yourself. And what we are saying, by trust in Allah assign the effect to Allah the reason for the despondency, depression, etc. is that we trust ourselves. Rather than trusting Allah Confidence in Allah we We trusting ourselves. We trusting people. We are uh, we are having hopes in people, expectations in people. One is trust, one is expectation. Trust is a different thing, and expectation is a different thing. So we got expectations in people, and when that doesn't materialise, then that whole, uh, you know, a whole personality just collapses. The whole morale just collapses. Why? We had that expectation that he will do this, and he will do this. And when that expectation collapsed, then our morale also collapses. And what Allah says, what Allah says, Nabi Muhammad is saying, لا تتمنو لقالتو Don't you ever have confidence and hopes in yourself. Because one is, your sight is supposed to, supposed to be Allah Taala. يَنْصُرْكُمُ اللَّهُ فَلَا غَالِبَ لكم. If you want to be overcoming the army because of Allah, Allah. يخذلكم, if Allah ta'ala forsakes you, who can help you? يخذلكم, so your side is supposed to be Allah, not on yourself and not on your expertise, your instruments and whatever you have got, not for that. Just to tell you one, one story, just to illustrate this point. See. <coughs> one person. There's no jobs available, right? When there's no jobs available, so he's looking higher, no for job. Eventually, he found a job in Delhi somewhere as a cook, all right. Let me take it now. Something is better than nothing, all right. How much? How much are you gonna get? Two hundred rupees. All days, two hundred rupees, all right. We're just breaking even. A little bit difficulty. So he's calculating in his mind, all right. I got a job as a cook, so. uh, then I have to be at the beck at the call of the master, so the, the the accommodation is available. I'll get the accommodation and whatever food is left I will do with that. You know, I can I can live off with that. This two hundred rupees I'll send it home, my wife and the children they can enjoy. So now he prepared the meal and now the first week of the meal, he has to see that he's doing it well, so the the boss also can look at him favourably. So the style in India is the cook himself will dish out the food the, the boss is sitting there And the cook himself Dishes the food out So as he's dishing the food So the boss is, All right, he says Alright, Samo uh, Alright, the walls of the pot I'll enjoy that at least Something to eat to keep me going Now the boss says Alright uh, you know, The pot the, the food they call it Jannat right? So me Jannat me zara, Jaru mardu. I'll just bring the pot here, I'll just sweep the jannat you know, I'll just sweep it. No, no, I'm sorry. He so, said, he likened the pot to the Kaaba Sharif, so let me just sweep the Kaaba Sharif. The boss said, hey, now, no hopes now. Whatever my hopes were, all were dashed. So in that frustration, he picked up the pot and gave it to the boss. He said, Hajar Aswad ka bhi bosa you may kiss the Hajar as, well as well. You see this, the problem where they come, they start from, where we got expectation, or hopes in people. So that expectations, when they all collapse, everything, hey, now, I had all my expectations, my hopes in this thing here, and this thing didn't work out. Then you get into a depression. So therefore, the Hadith says, La You don't be depressed. Don't, you don't, so what's the way? Your sight and your hopes must be in Allah ta'ala. He'll make it happen. The day you want to make it happen and how he wants to make it happen, it will happen. But you have turned your hopes from Allah ta'ala to yourself. I am intelligent. I can make it happen. I am wealthy. I can do it. And the day Allah makes it that that thing is working, then you realize your real worth. Allah wills it, it happens. So your sight is in Allah ta'ala. So that's one reason. The second reason by the hadith says, Don't long, don't aspire for an encounter. Because now you may be in a position of strength. At the actual time of the encounter, do you know how you will behave then? Now you can say, no, I'm strong, big guns and all that, right? But really at the time of an encounter, do you know how you will be at that time? You don't know, you can't guarantee how you will be at that time. So your hopes, your expectation must be Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we're talking about this. Shaq kalandar right? And now he can't see. Rasulullah person. This woman comes in and says, see, one shot, and she made it happen. So, many a times, this weaknesses that we have got, right, the weakness becomes an obstruction. It corrupts the taste. When it corrupts the taste, we don't even realize that the taste has been lost. And when the taste is lost... Then we're doing one wrong, and the second wrong, and the third wrong, and still mentally we still feel comfortable, easy. We don't feel uneasy. We don't feel uneasy. We don't feel uneasy. Don't feel uneasy. Therefore, the Adi says, "See the stage we're talking of, right?" I think my time is over now. Adi says that "al-nazru Sahmum min sihami iblis." The sight, right, is the poisonous arrow of Iblis. I'll just discuss this hadith and end this subject today. The sight is the poisonous arrow of Iblis. Right? One that lowers his sight because of my fear. Lowers means now with an accidental glance. You looked straight away, you closed your eyes. And that is maf. Someone misconstrues it, he says, no, the first glance is maf. Not the first glance, the accidental glance, that is maf. Because when you're sort to of translate it as the first glance, that means you'll keep on staring at that girl, first glance, all mafed. Allah knows, you think Allah doesn't know what's going on, he knows. What's inside, Allah knows, you see that sickness. That sickness makes you misconstrue things. So you're looking, at you know, so the first glance, still, still first glance. I didn't close my eyes, first glance. So the the thing that is masked is the accidental glass. And you close your eyes straight away, for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, I'll give the person such an iman, that he himself will feel the sweetness in his heart. So you shall trying to taste. But that is, if you had conformed, you had conformed, Trusting the word of Rasulullah that if I am going to close my eyes, Allah is definitely going to reward me. Taste, see. I'll just end this up with one small story. I mentioned this to one Walana friend of mine. So he had to take his mother to Augustine Hospital about three months ago. He's waiting at the reception and his mother has been checked, right? So he says, You know, I was there at the reception. An accidental glance was such a beautiful girl, white girl, uh, semi-naked, you know, the complexion, the size, the build, everything was like a, just a whore just came, you know, like that. But straight away I thought of it, okay, what i supposed to be doing is just close my eyes straight away. So I find, found it very difficult, but I said, no, no, just close your eyes straight away. So I closed my eyes. Straight away, I didn't give it a second, but I know the difficulty that I went through, I know what it was. It was something like you never see, you know, and just accidental. So, but I closed my eyes. I had to bite my teeth and close my eyes. And then I thought to myself, Allah is going to reward me for this. Because Allah says Himself, Allah is most grateful. He appreciates in this time of fitnah, and you go to hold firm, Allah will appreciate So, Allah pak is going to appreciate this work of mine that I just close my eyes, just jammed myself I didn't give it a second glance The next morning at Tahajjul He's sitting in the company of Rasulullah Such a beautiful scene He want, you want, you doesn't want that to end He just doesn't want it to end It's so beautiful, he's giving some advice And then he's being told to him, you see, yesterday you had shut your eyes for the sake of Allah, for the, in respect of the words of Rasulullah, you shut your eyes. Now this is the reward. See that Our Allah is most appreciative. But do we have the respect for him? Do we have the trust in him? Do we have that level of confidence in him? You have that confidence, you will see it. So this whole talk to really was, acquire the taste, get the taste right. And the taste comes right, when we leave out anything that amounts to the disobedience, then we won't say gunai Sahirai small gunai, nothing, nothing to worry about. But you know, some years ago over 20 years ago there was a massive fire on the northern, uh, north coast, you know that it carried on for a couple of good weeks, they couldn't put it off but they examined that thing, how it started off, they found out that someone was smoking a cigarette it was uh, autumn, you know, everything was dried out and he just threw the seal, I think, just one, one after the other, miles upon miles. So see that one small guna, what it can do something, what disaster it can come to. So don't consider that small to, to be small. The corruption that it can, it can bring about, the disaster it can bring about. So the easy way is, before sleeping at night, before sleeping, we round up. Any wrong I have done, make me laugh. So if you died by the morning, you died with a clean slate. Let make me laugh. Any wrong, I know I committed a lot of wrong, make me laugh. And the second thing, to get the iman right, Allah I'm happy with you, being my Rabb. You my Rabb, you my nourish. you brought me on, I'm, I'm happy. For all that you have done, I'm very happy, I'm expressing my appreciation. Rasul al being my Nabi, I am pleased with that, I'm embracing that. And Islam being my Deen, that also I'm embracing it with happiness. So I got no hesitation, no reservation. So your iman is fresh, you've got a clean slate, and you end up making sugar to Allah. I'm very thankful for all the blessings that you had bestowed me for this day. Now if you get up the next morning, I'll guarantee you if you're going like this, you know, just five minutes or six minutes, you'll get up very happy, in good spirits, and you'll get up happy. You made a far, you cleaned up your slate all right? And you declared and you declared your faith to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That you got no reservation in accepting anything, right? And number three, you also showed the gratitude for the day that you've enjoyed, right? You'll be gathered, you the next morning that you'll get up, you'll get up happily. In the event you died, you died with a clean slate, you know, this banda of mine's, he made maf, right? So I made him maf. And he was grateful to me. So why must I punish him? Why must I punish him when he was so grateful? All right, he made some mistake, but he was grateful to me. He made mouth, so I, I wiped him off. If you die, you're going well. And if you live, you, you're getting up in the morning happily. Allah t'akran rasul to tufiq Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Salatu wassalamu ala rasulim kareem. Wa alihi wa sahabi Rabbana zalamna anfusana. Wa illam tagfir lana wa tarhamna. Lanakunanna min al <Hebrew> allahumma Allahum aatina fi dunya hasanah. wa fil akhirati hasanah. وَقِيْنَا عَذَابَ النَّارَ رَبَّنَا تَقَبَّلْ مِنَّا إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ السميع الْعَلِيمِ وَتُمْ عَلَيْنَا إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ التَّوَابُ الرَّحِيمِ صلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه محمد آله وصحابه